Good morning, Carissa. Thank you so much for joining us today on our fourth edition of the Courageous Conversations podcast. Can I get you to share your surname? Because I can't say it. Yes. (laughs) So good morning, Leanne, and thank you for having me here today. Absolute pleasure. So my full name is Carissa Dimitrikopoulos. Dimitrikopoulos. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, Carissa has a business called Refurb to Invest, and she has also brought her beautiful baby in um, today. Those of you who were at WIRE would have seen him on stage with you. So you travel everywhere together, which is just awesome. You haven't let him slow you down at all. So let's talk about your business and how you actually got started with that business. Yes. So um, my business, wow. Um bit down memory lane, I suppose. So it all started when I was in a previous business, actually in the fitness space. Right. Um, and I just had a bit of an epiphany one day where I was like, you know what, I'm ready to have kids, but right now my current business is solely dependent on me. So every class I taught and every time I tried to get classes or get teachers outside of me, clients were just like, we want you, we want you. So I found myself in a dilemma where I went, okay, what do I want to achieve and how do I want to take a business with children through that? Um, Property was a love that I I had a massive passion for property and I had successfully done jobs for myself and made big returns on my own properties. So being in the market looking for our first house and looking for another house, I then started to see there was a big gap in people that were selling um, and renting or owning rental properties and the condition of the property and how that was actually, um, they were missing out on asset value or instant growth, uh, rental returns that could be increased and sale prices. So through that and also with doing renovating myself, the headaches I had with trades, I wanted to create a solution that would absolutely just solve that problem, especially for families that are busy full time and have no idea that there's a business in property that they're missing out on. So through that, I then decided to start Refurb to Invest and I wanted to set it up from the beginning that I could have my, it could grow with me and with the boys. So yes, there's a lot that I do with meetings, but the actual jobs aren't so dependent on me because there's a team running them. Um, and I can then take my kids to and from, and that's sort of four years later, that's how it's been running. That's First amazing. son and now second son. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. And so I think you're really clever. You identified the friction point. And then developed a solution to that. And I know you've told me before that you actually did all of the uh, trades yourself the first time around. So you didn't want people to be able to take advantage of you. Yes. Talk us through that. So one of my first, uh, actually one, it was one of my real estate officers. Um, one of the agents hit me up and it was his own rental property. And he said, listen, you know, I don't want to put much money in. Can, can you have a look at it? And it was then that I realized too, um, and, and leading into your, answer to your question, how people actually didn't realize the potential. So even this agent didn't quite realize what he had in his property. And so looking at it, um, I then said, you know what, just to help you on this one, I want to really transform the whole thing. I don't want to just do the couple little things that you think it needs because that's just a band-aid job. I want to show you the level we can take this to. So in order to help him, I went, I'm going to go hands-on. And that way I also knew that when I was meeting trades, 
they I wasn't the, you know, woman or the female that, oh, yeah, they could say whatever and they'd get away with it. So in doing that, um, as I was recruiting trades and, and, and sort of builders back then, I'd have them come to the property. So they would meet me in person, you know, dressed up, makeup, heels, and then see me on site with tool belt and shoes and steel caps and respirator and everything above. Right. And so it, it really helped me to understand what I was trying to provide my client firstly, but then also make sure that I aligned with the right trades that weren't taking me for granted or to give me the wrong information or trying to upsell into things that we didn't need. Um, I found that really important. So then from there, I used to see how the trades would talk to me, what respect they had, and then from there I could grow a team because then I sort of have, had an idea. And I knew if they gave me information, it wasn't correct because I'm like, no, I've done that myself. I know that is not, not correct. So it, and I suppose in a way it's a stereotype thing we have with trades, but unfortunately sure. they've got a bit of a stigma that they don't always tell the truth or, or say um, They'll take advantage gonna, of you if you don't have yes, the knowledge. Yes, that's right. Especially being a female, from that is huge. Yeah. So I wanted to walk in there showing, you know what, I actually know my staff. Let me see what you're going to say and then I can take it from there and, and give better value to my client. Fantastic. You also, I know you do a lot of work with a business coach. Yes. Tell me about that. That sounds very full on from my perspective. <laughs> so it's funny because I suppose in, in terms of me, I'm very much... I'm passionate about taking the business to a bigger level. I'm not sort of sitting at, let's just have a business and just let it do its own thing. I really, every year I'm focused on how can I get more growth and more growth. And I kind of really have sort of understood that, well, to really get growth and to take a business different to how I've done before, how can I really do that on my own if I've never done it before? Mm-hmm. So for me, when one of my clients introduced me to a, to this coach and we just clicked it from the beginning. So now four years later, um, he has helped me guide and, and, you know, take go on this journey of where to take the business from a, a time where I was literally giving most of my advice for free to realizing that that was the portion. It wasn't the actual renovation, but it was the strategy at the beginning that is what um, our expertise is and that's yeah. what's valuable, yeah. So we got to a point now where that is charged for and it's gone from talking about what the strategy is to having it in this comprehensive blueprint that is just so valuable for clients to see that that's, that's the solution there that we provide um, and keeping me accountable. I don't know at all. You know, I don't – even every time I see him, I'm like, oh, my God, I still don't know anything. But it's so great because I'm open to I want to learn more and I want to learn more. And, and I was just telling you just before I, before we started, I actually just finished five days um, retreat with him. Yep. And coming out of that, it was like, okay, where am I still seeing small? And end of the day, when I'm not going out there with this solution, I'm actually ripping off people because there's people all over Sydney that are not maximizing their potential because I'm not out there helping them. Um, so it kind of gets me – to what's the next step and also, you know, how many times are doing my calls and am I consistent with meetings and what am I saying at those meetings and what are my words to my tonality to connection, rapport, all those little aspects that just make a business grow more, more exponentially than just, you know, those few steps. It's great that you're so open to feedback because not everybody is. Yeah. People take things really personally, don't they, when there's feedback? hundred percent. And look, I do too. Um, coming out of this retreat, there was moments where I got big hits, you know, he's not one to pat you on the back and I automatically go, I want to pat on the back because I'm doing good. And he's like, no, we haven't done this. And why'd you only get that? And have you, you know, I want you to hit this target. And the good thing is though, he's, he's always pushing me. 
So I don't really, in the day, I don't want to sit back and have someone tell me that, oh, you're doing a good job, great. Uh, and at times he does, but I want, okay, how do I go to the next level? Because I want to do more and be more than what I have before. And it's like trying to win the gold medal. You can't just expect that, oh, I'm just going to change all my habits and win the gold medal tomorrow. You need yep. a coach to guide you there. So I'm, I'm very passionate about that. And look, there's days where I don't like him. <laughs> And oh, I'll tell right. him, yeah. I don't like you right now. But then I walk away from that and I'm like, those days are when I get the most gross. Because yeah. then that when my ego gets gone and I can go, okay, let's, you know, I'm getting the next step. And that's a really valid point. It's about your ego, putting your ego to one side and thinking about what is best for the business long term and for the strategies that you've decided on for your business. Yes, completely. And, and even recently, I'll give you an example of that. So Michael and I are running the business together. Um, Michael's my, your husband? Yeah, yeah. my husband. And recently, or about three months ago, he actually stepped out of the business and wanted to do something totally different. So it was initial adjustment of, oh, now we're not doing it together. But within a couple of weeks, the business is actually so different because both our egos now aren't sort of clashing, especially being So you're the boss, right? So I'm the boss. (laughs) I was before. (laughs) I have no doubt about that, my friend. But, you know, there was times where we sort of, you know, clashed heads. But it's, it's now getting to a point where I was like, okay, let's, Let's sit down on what's better for the business. And for the business, it was better um, having one of us step out and, and it wasn't his passion wasn't there as much as mine. So sure. it was a better way for him to go, okay, I'm going to go do this. And for me to go, all right, well, now where do we need to grow this and where are all the areas that we need to really lighten? And within a month, I've actually made a, quite a few system changes that has already dramatically made difference. Right. And so, do you go home and say, see, I told you I was right. <laughs> Sometimes. I was going to say, don't tell me you don't. I'm sure you I don't. I tried not to because that's, you know, it does put pressure on a relationship when you've kind of totally. tried to who's right, who's wrong. Yeah. So, you know, I try to go, well, you know what, that's your business. This is my business now. But, you know, it's fun to be able to talk business with friends, family, you know, sure. your husband. It is, it's fun because it's a big passion of mine. So yeah, it's your, what I live for. Your eyes light up whenever you talk about it. So the name of the podcast is Courageous Conversations. Have you got some times when in your life that you've had courageous conversations and what have you learned from those conversations? So I'll give you probably the best example that I can give you. Um, A few years ago, one of my family members actually did not like um, sort of things in my life. You know, I was traveling a bit, I was taking kids overseas, I was doing my coach, I was really taking the business to a level I hadn't before. So I was working more hours than what I had before. And so some of my family were a bit hesitant on, oh, hold on, there's a lot of change happening here. So were they uh, were they hesitant on change or were they judging your decisions through their own filter? Definitely. So yeah. a lot of their insecurities that yep. then came across to seeing, well, hold on, we don't we wouldn't do this, we don't agree with this. So from their filter, it was like, how do we now take some control? And from um, from a quite tight family, you know, I come from Italian heritage, so sure. it's very much what mum dad says is sort of what you do. And all of a sudden, I was almost like rebelling and yeah. going, no, I'm doing it like this. And it was like, no, 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 that, but why are you doing it that way? But this is the way I want to do it. And this is how I want to move. So and you was, were already you were an adult by this stage. Yes, right? I yeah. mean I was. I started the business when I was uh, twenty seven, yep. and I'm now just turned thirty one. So and I still have this battle, you know, here and there with them. Um, but it's having that conversation, which was very hard because it's a whole different conversation than what I had, you know, a few years ago with them. Sure. Um, so that that was definitely very courageous to go. You know what? This is me, and and un- you know, not unfortunately, this is me. And, you know, you do change in your life. I'm not who I was a week ago or who I was five years ago. Um, I'm very different and you're always, you evolve. As people, we do evolve. And I think sometimes we forget that. So as an outsider, you kind of 
great, I want to hold on to that person how they are, but you need to also let go and need to have that courageous conversation as to know this is where I want to take my life and what I want to do and I love you, you're either with me or, or not I'm and not. I can't, not much more I can do. But if I had not done that, I my life would have been very different. If I had gave in and said, okay, I'll do what you're asking, um, I would probably say business wouldn't be anywhere near where it was. I probably wouldn't have even lived where I'm living at the moment. I possibly wouldn't even had have had, you know, my second child by now. Probably would have had marriage problems with Michael. It would have been a very different thing because it was trying to to match what the others wanted me to be and over it, what was my inner yeah. truth. It wasn't, um, you weren't, wouldn't have been authentic if you weren't brave enough no, to have that conversation. No, no. So did it take a lot to work up to the conversation or is it one of those things that just exploded one day (laughs) no it took it took a lot definitely a lot to work up to it and when the conversation was had it still took a lot of courage after that to keep having to keep having the conversation and to the point where there was a while where I wasn't even seeing the family for a little while so that was like quite hard because they hadn't they didn't really know anything about what was happening in my life but at the time that was sort of the choice they made and I had to make my choice and since then, there's still a courageous conversations because now we're all sort of talking again and we're seeing each other. But there is those moments where those questions come up again about, well, you know, are you still doing this? Are you still doing that? We don't agree with this still. And it's back to, well, I'm having that same conversation. And if it happens to be that we're not on the same path again, I have to accept that because you only live once. Totally. And, you know, life could be over in a split second and I want to know that I'm going out doing everything that I need to do for me and for my boys. They're number one. Yeah, absolutely. And so what did you what did you learn from having those conversations? I think I, I realized at a point that it's gotta be what's best for you. Not your husband, not your mum and dad, not anyone, but you need to feel you need to connect and align with your inner self. Because when you're not authentic and you're trying to do what everyone else wants around you, you wake up ten years later and I see this with people around me, which, you know, breaks my heart because they're not doing what they want to do. And then 10 years later, they're like miserable and upset and they've been depressed because they've been following on a path that's not what they want. So I think it's, it's, for me, it's important. I've, you know, I've had friendships come in and out, family come in and out. And it's very important that I just keep come back to, well, what's working for me? And I'm a big believer that we don't have control of our life. We're, we're a passenger and, you know, whatever everyone's religion is, but, you know, I'm Catholic, so I believe in God. And I believe that God puts us, you know, pushes us around and he has control of our life. And it's more so as we need to sort of sit back and, and take on the journey. We can't, you know, expect that, well, in five years' time, I'm going to have this many children and I'm going to have this and I'm going to live here. And you set your goals, but things are going to come in and out and that journey is going to be completely different to what you thought was in your head. So it's being sitting in reality and being present with, well, what's happening right now and how can I make the most of right now? Making the most of right now is something that I'm really focused on. I take, I try and take every opportunity that comes along because you just don't know, right? You don't know when you're going to get an opportunity again. Yeah, and that's right. And I think too, you know, one thing my coach always says to me is like, you know what, you've got five conversations that can change your life. And he says, you know, when you're not present and not owning those conversations, they can be, you, you've probably missed already about 10,000 conversations that have already passed you that would take you to a whole different level. And I'm not even talking so much business or financially, but as a person, taking you to a whole different lifestyle, a a whole different thing that you, you know, for me as a little girl I dreamed of, but it's now going, well, how can I actually create that? What do I need to do and who do I need to be to be that ultimate woman that I want to strive to be? 
Have you got any examples of those conversations that you've actually picked up on and run with and things have changed as a result? They're almost like the movie Sliding Doors and that whole concept of one decision can change the entire course of your life. That whole concept fascinates me. Oh, yeah, definitely. I can tell you actually one that's probably most recent. So a couple months prior to having a Donny, I chose to slow down a bit more with this this pregnancy than I did with Giovanni. Giovanni your, <laughs> your version of slowing down, however, is not really anybody else's version of slowing down, but I hear you. Yeah, so I yeah, in my books it was slowing down. Yep. Um, I, I was they still had a few clients here and there, but there, I did I haven't had any specific like time off off. But then I think I love what I do, so it, to me it does. It's not feel work. like it's work. Yeah. I feel like I'm just making another another relationship and connecting with another person. So um, I did slow down quite a bit, and, and in particular with my coach, we there's a select few of us that do one to ones. And so the last six months, most of my conversations in my one-to-one is I'm not focused on the business, I'm having fun with the boys, which, you know, which was great. That was the level I was at. And so this last retreat that I actually just had, uh, he actually had pulled me aside to say, look, I'm reassessing who's in the one-to-ones and I'm going to probably drop a few people out and put some new ones in. And so I had to have that that sit-down talk with myself to say, okay, where do I want this year to be? Do I want to be sit back and have a bit more time, not so much time with the boys, but do I want to not really take the business any further or, or just keep it at the just, level it's at? Yeah, exactly. And stabilise for the moment. And then have potential that I, I I won't be in those one-to-ones anymore and it will be just a different journey that I'll be on? Or do I want to take it to another level, work it with the boys and keep going in the one-to-ones? And for me, our one-to-one, it's not just business, it's a lot of personal development and how to be better and how to be more present and let go of a lot of your past issues that we bring in into today so it was a choice of well how much growth do I really want this year and so I decided overnight that I was staying in those one-to-ones oh what a shock (laughs) (laughs) and you know the funny thing was I didn't have control whether I was going to stay in it or not because it wasn't my decision but what I did was I then spent the night uh, I spent one night practicing what because we basically do a presentation on and we present the business so it's more and you know in front of a group of of entrepreneurs and it's presenting you know where you've come and where you're at and so you know I spent the night sort of practicing and then the following night spent having some good time with the boys and got up the next morning nailed that presentation Um, more so not so much you know what I said but coming in with clarity yes yeah perfect word this is where I want to go this is what I want to do and just having a love for sending a message out end of the day it's, it's what message can I get out to that room the amount of people that came up to me after and said you know what that was the biggest comeback we've seen because the prior the couple of days prior to that I was sort of quite in my head about well I haven't really been doing a lot that was what the thoughts that were running through um, I haven't been doing a lot. Everyone else is doing a lot more to me. Maybe I shouldn't be in the group at the moment. All those things that run through your head. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I was loving having time with the boys. Mm-hmm. But just those stories you grab onto that totally. actually, you know, you feel guilt and you start feeling shame and you start feeling all those emotions. And I just got to a point where I'm like, where do I want to be? Do I want to live in regret this year or do I want to just make stuff happen? So I, I chose to, to just go out there and just show my authenticity. Don't try and think I had to say the right things that my coach needed to hear or try to make sure I did the perfect numbers and just go out there and show who I was. And coming out of that, um, and I also then stepped up and said, listen, I want three months. Give me three more months. I want to see where I want to go. And then we'll chat again to see whether that's the path I want or a different path. But I knew that right now I feel like 
this year I'm in a whole different space. I feel like a bit of a reset with Michael out of the business and, mm-hmm. and everything sort of, you know, two boys now and I've got different routines this year. And this year I'm a lot about I want to live the life I want to live and business is a big part of that. So my boys and things that I want to do, you know, I'm playing tennis, I'm playing netball and all these things that I want to do, don't know how I fit it all in. But, you know, I do. I just, you know, if I lose a couple of hours of sleep because I'm doing more activities I love, perfect. Um, and I made that commitment. So it was that conversation of, um, you know, I'm not letting you say yes or no on these one-to-ones. I'm choosing to say, yeah, I'm coming to play and this is what I'm asking from you. So that that there itself has already just in the last two days changed the journey that I thought I was going to have this year. Yeah, massively. That's a really yeah. great example. And are you doing the one to, one-to-ones? Yes. 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 So he came to me afterwards. He would afterwards. not be game. He would not be game to cut you. <laughs> no, he came back to me afterwards and he goes, all right, I'm going to give you those three months, but you've got three months and that's it. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. And I think too, for me, it was there's a massive solution I have here and I'm, um, I've been playing small in terms of how much I can actually get out there and help people. End of the day, Every landlord or every vendor I help walks away with more money in their pocket. The domino effect on that is huge. Right now we're in a struggling, we're in a declining market, let's face it. The offices I'm working with, it's, you know, I've seen some of my offices or some of them I'm starting to work with now who had to close an office because of, you know, things have already dropped this year. Sure. And I'm like, well, okay, if I can help them get more revenue back, if I can help them get more value back by giving an added service to their client, that might change their year. That might actually stop them from closing doors down the track or thinking that this is too hard of a market because there's always another solution. So for me, it's the more I can get out there, the more people I can help. That's the end game. And that's your why and it always has been. Although, yes, your business does need to fund your life and your lifestyle, um, your big why has always been about helping people maximise the amount of money they get out of a property, which I think is awesome. But that's what fuels your passion, right? Because you're very clear. Completely. Look, I think if you don't have a passion for the business you do, what makes you get up every morning? It yep. becomes a job. Yeah. And I always, anytime I get to a point where I start thinking, oh, this, this is, you know, a bit of a job, I stop and look at how many people have I helped. And there is times because there's, you know, the odd client that, you know, come up and that we didn't meet their expectations or this or whatever the case is. You know, you do get those few haters out there. Sure. But you get to a point where I've had to go back and say, well, you know what, I'm not, I'm not dominating enough if I don't have people that are not happy. Because sure. if everyone is happy, then you're clearly not not making you're enough not pushing, Yeah, you're That's not it. pushing enough. And, yeah. I, and I want to hit that now. I've played too much on the field. I want to make sure everyone's happy. And it's not, not always the way because a lot of times I've then not been profitable because I've gone too much to just have, you know, please someone. So it, you've got to love what you do. You've got to want to get up every morning and you've got to then know your value of what you're doing. You're changing that person's life. Yeah. Um, and you want to, you know, I've got clients that come repeatedly back to us time and time and time again because they're like, you did the last property, we could make this much more money. Now we've bought our dream home or now we've just retired a year early. Me yeah. and my wife can actually go on a holiday. The stories I hear, it's more than just the hundred grand or, or this. Mm. It's it's what the money actually allows yeah. you to do. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I've had seen people where it's actually you know almost saved marriages because it's been well, we were quite tight on on finance, and, and now you've just given us fifty grand that we can relax. And there was one particular story that the bank was about to repossess the home. Oh wow! So we stepped in, and, and just that little bit that we helped, the pain I could see this father was in, and the trouble that the wife was having. These kids were just, it just broke my heart to see how they were living. And he walked out of there with a hundred grand more to start a new life. It was, it was like, I'm like, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Like that's the stories I grab onto because yeah. it just, 
it's it's the connecting with people and knowing that you just made a difference. Made I don't a difference. I don't ever want to die out of this life knowing that I haven't helped. I want a legacy. So yeah. that pushes me and then it gives permission for my boys to be able to see, well look what mum can do. We want to achieve that. We don't just want to cruise through life. We want to make something happen. And so we've got, we've got about five minutes left. So I want to just briefly talk about the boys. How old are they now? So Giovanni is uh, nearly three and a half. Okay. And beautiful baby Adonis is now four months. And you haven't really had maternity leave with them? <laughs> no. Not really. Look, I've had I've had the few days this year. Oh, um, a few days. Yeah. yeah, awesome. That's great. Well done. <laughs> well, look, I had... <laughs> From having a Donnie, I had him end of November. So December, we were – well, most businesses slow down in December. We actually don't. I think we had seven projects running to finish by Christmas. Right. Um, but, you know, that was Michael's responsibility, so I didn't have to worry about that. But I did have a couple of clients that came in, and, and I wasn't focused on, on getting any new clients. So any leads that just came in sort of organically, I kind of went, all right, well, I'll go have a quick chat with them. And it kind of – I don't know, for me, it gets me moving. You know, my, my boys are quite easy. Giovanni's very independent. Um, Adoni feeds, sleeps, you know, does business in his nappy. I don't have him cry much. I'm, I'm a very relaxed energy with him. So I kind of just expect he's going to be good. Um, and so I, I sit at home bored. I think I've watched everything on Netflix over about a month <laughs> and I was like, this drive me insane. So the first client that come in in just about a week after I had Adoni, actually, sorry, a week before I had Adoni, I signed them up and I said, look, I'm having a baby. Um, Next and week. They, they, and actually they said to me, oh, we'll start this in January. It, it was a bit different strategy to what I usually do. It was sure. more of an Airbnb strategy. And I said, no, well, you're going to lose money over Christmas. So I pretty much did the first part I could before I had, a ba- I had the baby. Once I had the baby, saw them a week later, and they were pulling me aside going, you just had a baby. Like, you, you don't need to see a shit. And I'm like, I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> so I just I just did it. But it was for a love for it. It wasn't even for the money at all. It was no. just I just I was wanting to do it as an activity. Uh, and then this year I've kind of got, got back into it because I love it. But I select my days that I go, sure. days I'm with the boys, days that I'm with, at meetings. So my boys get plenty of great time with me. And the thing is it's working on just because I'm around them doesn't mean you're actually present. It's now I stop phones off and we're playing Play-Doh and we're doing craft activities and my boys get me. So that's, that's, that's what I want. That's so important being because you're right, stay-at-home mums don't necessarily – have better one-on-one time with their kids. No, it's all about all. being present. Yeah. 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 That's Huge. great. Because I, I believe, you know, if you're a, when you're a stay-at-home mum, yeah, for some people that's a journey that they that's love. Perfect. And that's, that's perfect. That's for them. Yep. Um, but I get a lot of people that sort of see me on Facebook or see me around or know me and they, they'll message me saying, look, I actually thought I had to be home for six months. I thought I had to take leave. I didn't know that I could still do things. And I think when you've got a... How interesting is that? Yeah. And I think it's just all the conditioning and the programming that we think we have to have time off and we can't take the baby out and we... And for me... I literally, I just, I just got bored, but I need a challenge. Yeah. And I think some mums miss that. They think that, well, I've got to be home and, and they go mental because they've naturally got a proactive energy, but they're holding it back thinking that they need to stay home with yep. their child. But their child actually learns more when mum is being mum. Yeah. Whether it's going out just to have coffee with friends or actually working or not, it's getting out there and creating challenges for yourself that keeps us stimulated. That's what yeah. I believe anyway. Yeah. So I, I couldn't fantastic. stay home for even no. a month. It was all my head in. Well, and now we're going to have lunch, the three of us. <laughs> yes, yes. You, me and the baby. Definitely. Got to be happy with that. Yes, definitely. Well, thank Indeed. you so much for taking the time to be here with me today. I really, really appreciate it. If people want to find out more about you and what you do, what's your website? 
So our website is www.referred2investnumber2.com.au. Um, I actually, to be honest, I've grown the business without the website. So there yep. is a landing page, but you'll probably even best catch me on Facebook. So okay. just look up Referred to Invest on Facebook. Okay. Um, and you'll find me there and you can message me from there. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you, Leanne. It's a pleasure being here.